Hey guys, it's Lauren Yates here, celebrity interviewer, author, life coach, public speaker, and the host of Rave It Up. If this is the first time you're listening, we help you build a life that you can rave about through our interviews with celebrities and successful people and through our books and courses. We sit down with successful people and find out how they got to where they are today so you can do the same. Why not live the life of your dreams? Your new life starts here. Now today, we have a chat over Zoom with dancer and showgirl Courtney Cassaselli, who is in Cabaret de Paris on the 3rd and 4th of November this year at State Theatre here in Sydney. You can buy your tickets now at cabaretdeparis.com.au. Three, two, one. Let's do this. Raise it all. Hey guys, it's RJ May from Breaking Bad. It's Adam Stavani from Step Up. It's Keegan Allen from Pretty Little Irish. Hi, this is Arthur Butcher. It's Cosentino. It's Rob Mills. Todd McKenney with Lauren Yates on Rave It Up. Raving it up. Rave it I'm up. Having fun. Hashtag Lauren Rave It Up. Yes. Sorry. Thank you, I like that effect. We're raving it up. Courtney, welcome to Rave It Up. It is a pleasure to have you on the show. How are you going today? Thanks for having me. I'm so well. How are you? I am fantastic. Second interview of the day. I'm on a high. <laughs> Since this is the first time on you on the show, Courtney, we'd love to get to know you a little bit better and start from the beginning, if that's okay, to find out how you got to where you are today. So I did some research. You started dancing at what age five, and I hear it's all you wanted yeah. to do in your life. Is that correct? Were your family really supportive? Absolutely. I, my mom tells this story of once I was like super unwell as like an eight-year-old. And I still got dressed and stood outside and said, take me to ballet. I just want to go. Like snot coming out of my nose. I was so obsessed. So obsessed from the get-go. That's really cool. You got to give your parents a bit of credit there because like you're really lucky to have that. A lot of of, um, kids just want to go do it. And and then the parents always say, you know, have you got a plan B? Did you ever have that or were you just really tunnel driven? Um, no, yeah, I fully remember like year 10 when you're trying to like pick your subjects for senior school and stuff like that. And like back then, back then, like they didn't really have all those other arty options. And so I remember writing my own option, like I'm going to be a dancer and my teacher being like, oh, like you could teach dance at a high school or something like that. And I said, no, that's not what I mean. I'm <laughs> going to on stage. I don't want to just teach it at a high school. <laughs> Yeah, what a tour of the world. Absolutely, yeah. And the rest is history. I love that. (laughs) So you've been now dancing for, what, over 21 years now, nine professionally and trained in all types of dance. Is that, like, even partner work? Do you do, like, a lot of, like, Latin and ballroom as well or is it all just all the solo stuff? Um, Bits and pieces of ballroom. That's like a completely different style. I was very trained in like ballet, jazz, contemporary, tap, hip hop, like all of that kind of things. I did um, ballet pretty full time when I was younger, which has been great technically for everything I've done professionally. So and I'm guessing with uh, all of those types of dances, you've still been doing ballet as well? Just up until I was probably like 17, 18. And then once you start working, that technique is just so in you that you don't necessarily need to train it all the time. Like even though we do like in professional companies, we, companies, we still do like classes all together and like that kind of thing. But you learn different techniques, like especially the style of showgirl isn't really taught as such. Like I think now it's becoming more of a thing and the younger girls are learning the technique. But like when I went overseas, that was the first time I learned 
showgirl technique and it's so different but yeah classical crosses over very nicely into showgirl and cabaret and that kind of stuff so I was going to say showgirl dancing is a whole nother ball game is there uh, I'm sure the times have changed now compared to back when you started but is there was there any classes like that when you first started None, none at all. I'd, I'd never even really heard of it. Like I'd heard of the places and I knew showgirl was a thing, but never had done a class. And I teach them myself now at um, some full-time schools on the Gold Coast. But yeah, it's really good to have that. It's such a style on its own. I don't know why we never did. Yeah, times have changed. Got to keep up with it. <laughs> and yeah. Straight after school, at only like 18, you had your first gig at Warner Brothers Movie World as a like a character performer. Please tell us all about that. What is uh-huh. that like? Um, it's currently my job now as well. It's my day job. Oh, so it was cool. my first job when I was 18 and then coming home after COVID went straight back into that. Um, it was the best first job in the world. You, it's, it's actually very full on when you um, audition to be a character performer. You don't just get chosen by movie world. They have to, you do like monologues and like full character makeup, accents, all of that kind of stuff. And you have to get approved by um, DC and Warner Brothers over in the States. Wow. So doing the right accent and look the part and doing all the characteristics of that character and then approve you to do it. And so, yeah, it's very full on, but it's the best fun. I didn't yeah. even know that was so much that that much involved. Like I have also mm-hmm. like uh, also interviewed a, a lady that used to be character performer over in like Tokyo Disneyland, and then they especially when you're like a Disney princess, they got to go through pretty much like a Disney oh. University. Pretty much, I was wondering if they had that sort of thing. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Like anything that that character wouldn't know about, you don't know about. You can't talk about it. You. It's so full on like that, which is cool and like. Some guests sometimes don't get it and they'll just start asking you a question like, oh, you have an accent. And like, you say, yeah, well, I'm from Gotham City, like something like that. And yes. They don't clock on quite as such. But yeah, it was the best first job. And like being back there now, it's so much fun. Like a trip yeah. down memory lane for you? Has it changed since you were there when you were there? It has quite a bit. And I'm doing like a few more characters I didn't do when I was 18. Um, but yeah. So much fun. Because I saw on Facebook, you were in a little ad as Harley Quinn with the Joker. Is that kind yeah. of like your main character? Like what else, What other ones do you do? Um, I do Wonder Woman. I do Catwoman, Harley Quinn and Batgirl. Oh, so yeah, I, I could see Wonder Woman. You go, girl. Yeah, yeah. That was my first one. I was 18. So that was the only character I did back then. And then I've gained all these extra characters now and they're all so so different wonder woman is so great because everyone loves her so much kids love her and just want to like talk about superhero things and like you have all these powers and you're the best and it's so fun and then like catwoman's like that really like bitchy character and so she's super like sneaky and cool to play and like the villains are super fun because you can be a villain like you don't get to be i don't know not mean to people but like in a, a funny fun way, mm. you know, yeah, that yeah, kind of thing. So it's super fun. And like Harley, you can just absolutely have a wild day. And <laughs> she's probably the funnest one to be for sure. Are you like exhausted by the end of the day, especially when you're playing someone like Harley Quinn, where you've got to be really funny and cheeky and. Mm-hmm. 
have to be so witty. Like Catwoman can have that like break for a minute and kind of just wait and pause and answer in her own time. But Holly, you have to be so on. It's very mentally exhausting actually. And like there's so many big super fans that come into the park that will know every single detail about every single character. And they'll ask you questions about this episode and this episode and you did this and what about this and that and that like and you have to know everything and yeah it's <laughs> keeps you on your toes it's great improv practice for actors and actresses that's for sure so in your own time you're doing homework just watching all the episodes and all the movies yeah, yeah. I'm like what did they just say <laughs> I didn't know I did that but learned it now <laughs> just gotta make it up on the spot as you said improv but I love that every single one of them yeah. is you know a powerful woman that must feel really empowering yeah. for sure for sure and um yeah being one woman that's probably the most down that powerful alley too she comes in and saves the day in a few shows with the other justice league boys that's for sure <laughs> <laughs> gotta keep them on their toes <laughs> hey guys it's rj may from breaking bad Bryce Johnson from Pretty Little Liars. Rob Mills. Todd McKenney with Lauren Yates on Rave It Up. These celebrities are sharing a message of hope and inspiring the younger generation in our new book, Knowing What I Know Now. This is filled with 70 quotes from your favourite celebrities on what they would tell their 14-year-old selves. A book filled with amazing advice to help you chase your dreams or help you deal with bully or depression. It is available worldwide as a paperback, ebook, and audiobook version. Go to raveituptv.com to buy your copy now. Looking for the most comfortable and fashionable gym clothes around? Introducing Gym XO. They are an eco-friendly brand from the UK. Gymwear made from recycled materials. Pick from some really cute gym sets, tops, bottoms, and there are even options for curvy women. Get 30% off today with free shipping by using our discount code RAVEITUP30 at checkout. Go to gymxo.co.uk today. That is gymexo.co.uk. And then shortly after Movie World as well, uh, 2014, wasn't it? At the age of 19, you headed over to Paris to join the cast of Moulin Rouge. I've always wanted to talk to a Moulin Rouge showgirl and today's finally the day. <laughs> what yeah. was it like moving to a non-speaking, non-English speaking country and at such a young age, like right after school when probably a lot of people, you're, like a lot of your peers are like, what do I want to do with the rest of my life? And you're over in Paris. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think I had grasped when I decided to go how massive it was going to be and how much of a change it was going to be because I'd never actually been out of Australia before. Like, oh, wow, as a kid at all. We just, I was so busy dancing my whole life. I guess my parents never had the time to like venture over. But um, yeah, it was massive. I remember my mum being like, Do you want me to come with you? And I was like, Nah, that would be fine. Like, not another Aussie girl was going with me at the time too. Oh, one girl from Perth did actually, but I didn't know her. Like I knew nobody. And I think like a day in, I thought, oh, I'm, I should go for a walk by myself. And just like felt super weird walking around Paris, like spent like an hour in the grocery store, just getting like 10 things, like having no idea how to pick things and like all that kind of stuff. But it was a challenge, that's for sure. And yeah, the the period when you get to Paris to start at the Moulin, like 
I think I had, a, I went a few days early to get settled in and stuff like that, but you go straight into rehearsals, which is massive. It's like a month long and it's all day, every day. And then they're sending you to French lessons at the same time and you're getting over jet lag and like, just like being away from your family at the first, for the first time. And like, it was massive. Yeah. Must have been a lot mentally because you're already like missing your family. You don't know the language. Yeah. You don't know where you are or have to be where you have to be. Yeah, you're also like in your dream job. So you're trying your guts out to just like do the best you can in rehearsals, learning a whole new show, learning a whole new technique, as I said. And then there's can can technique and like that's so full on. And it was just like so many things at once, but it was the absolute best. Like I remember rehearsals being so exhausting but so so fun and so exciting like you're going to watch the show probably like once a week to like watch so many things in the show and imagine yourself in it and it's yeah it's the coolest it was the best yeah you don't have time to be jet lagged you're, you're adrenaline rush no. and everything <laughs> yeah I remember like going to sleep one night and the city is so noisy and so busy and I was trying to sleep and it's just sirens and horns and like oh I was like, how am I supposed to get asleep? <laughs> you eventually got used to it, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm. And I also remember going there for the first time and the streets like stunk so bad of cigarettes. <laughs> and I felt like I couldn't breathe. I thought the smell was so, so full on, but then it just went away. Like my lungs are probably black inside because I've lived in Paris, but I've never smoked a cigarette. You know? Just became just the... breathing in the Paris. Yeah, it became the normal yeah. for you. Like, oh, whatever. <laughs> I presume you still know how to speak French fluently now because, you know, in Moulin Rouge songs, you know, you have to know what you're singing about, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. What's it was so much easier once you like been around it for a year to pick it up. Like, mm -hmm. they sent us to French lessons straight away, but I was kind of like not ready to learn kind of thing. So I just kind of learned it in my own time. And then when yeah, I started doing bigger roles in the show when we had to sing. Yeah, yeah, like you just said, have to know what you're singing about. So there were so many questions with that and like all of our backstage hands and like ladies that dress us and do our costumes and the tech, they're all French. So like you want to be super respectful and talk to them in their language and just try the best you can. And like, yeah, so I still remember it. It's like, I understand 100%, but can probably only answer like 70% back, you know what I mean? And they just fire out things so quickly too. I'm like, wait, say that again slower. <laughs> <laughs> well, understanding it, that's all, That's already a really good accomplishment. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And a lot of people probably say you're lucky to get like two amazing jobs right out of school with Movie World and, then Moul and Moulin Rouge, come on, that's top of the top. Do you think that was a lot of luck and obviously preparation or did you actually go out there and approach these right people to try and get those jobs? Um, it's funny. I think I always used to use the word lucky, but there's been so many people in my life that have stopped me and said, you're not lucky. Like you've worked so hard forever. And like there was, there's so many other girls that have auditioned and done the same things and they haven't got there. Like, I don't know there's it's not really luck I've like taught myself to say like I've worked for this but um Mulan come to audition in Australia like every two years different after COVID they've only just been back again but I auditioned when I was like 16 and because that was like the only time they were coming so I just thought I'd go I think I was just about to turn 17 
but I remember they kept there was like hundreds of us at this audition and they kept like seven of us at the end and I remember the boss standing over me being like are you gonna grow taller because I'm actually technically too short for the Mulan no it was like I don't know if I'm gonna grow but and I didn't oh we're <laughs> big they took me <laughs> yeah put platforms on me yes that can be fixed <laughs> yeah. yeah I guess it's just right place right time right look like they when they see something in you then that's it right like and right talent. yes 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 you need that right talent yeah. one especially like to look for like a personality like they don't even a technical dancer is really great they're not interested in that because the show is much more than just great dancers on stage they want personality and performance and like someone that you're going to look at and just want to watch you know so in the audition she always wants to like talk to you a little bit and like see if you're funny and like can talk and that kind of stuff so I like that that was probably yeah it's I want to work with funny people too you know yeah instead of it just being so bland and it's just it's just about the look you can teach like you can stretch and get high kicks and that kind of thing but you need a stage presence be engaging mm. to an audience as you said you can't teach personality <laughs> That would be a funny thing. Did you know we filmed this interview? Well, come on over to our YouTube channel, Rave It Up TV. You can subscribe for free. And here's a little secret. We like to reward our active subscribers with autographed photos and merchandise, no matter where you are in the world. So don't forget to give us a thumbs up while you're there and get busy sharing the videos with your friends. In this day and age, we're surrounded by technology and electricity all the time. Like our phones and laptops, phone and radio towers, Wi-Fi, electric power lines, and the appliances in our home. Do you know that these could be damaging your health because of the electromagnetic radiation coming off them? When I found Orgone Effects though and bought their products, I immediately noticed a difference. I started sleeping better and was even calmer and not always high in adrenaline. Orgone Effects has over 20 years experience in developing products to neutralize the harmful effects of EMRs. I have six of their products myself now and I could not recommend them highly enough. These products last a lifetime too, so you only have to buy them once. Go check out their website, orgoneffectsaustralia.com.au. That is O-R-G-O-N-E effectsaustralia.com.au. And type in the coupon code RAVEITUP at checkout. Started as a can-can uh, -can soloist and even by 2016, you were the face of the company on a worldwide advertisement. Like, damn, girl. Uh -huh. Do you ever yeah. feel like there's like too much pressure on you to always look your best in a job like this? Like, can you even just eat a burger and fries and ice cream and just enjoy yourself? <laughs> well, I think it's getting better. Like these days, it's much more acceptable to just like, I don't know, take time off and do that kind of thing. And they definitely don't put pressure on you at Moulin. Like some people, I think more often than not, girls are getting in trouble for being too thin mm. and like, not the other way around because they do like like a womanly figure not like just big stick insects walking around on stage kind of thing but um yes, yeah. I think you put pressure on yourself because other girls are so beautiful and got such good bodies and that kind of thing and like our backstage areas are just covered in mirrors like top to bottom of the walls and you're just seeing yourself in these costumes all the time and like 
you know if your g-string's a little bit too tight that day you can tell like sorry i might have to close the window there's some background noise that's all right put pressure on yourself like i remember just wanting to work hard and go to the gym constantly because i wanted to just like feel super good and like I don't know, everyone in this industry compares themselves to everyone else, like without even trying because, yeah, but, and then it almost like when you get good things and like get all these photo opportunities, it puts more pressure on you. Like some reason you're like, oh, well, I'm getting these things and I don't know, you, you, yeah, have that thing to live up to and yeah. Yeah. And I don't think it's just the industry. It's just us women in general, right? hundred percent yeah and then you go into like this world model world and it gets like hundred percent worse even harder sometimes. <laughs> yeah especially when you're young like now that I'm like almost 29 I can it doesn't bother me or phase me at all but like being 20 like you know that's it was so much harder with that stuff we're the same age I'm just about to turn 29 this month <laughs> oh, really? no way. what a small world no yeah. So the really exciting project coming up for you is Cabaret de Paris coming to Sydney 3rd and the 4th mm-hmm. of November at State Theatre. I'm so excited. I got tickets. Woohoo. So you're the prince yeah, dancer. Yeah. And the lead in all the dance numbers. How do you remember mm-hmm. it all? If you're like in nearly every single song. <laughs> um, I am just one of those people like I could do a tap routine from when I was six kind of thing. Wow. Um, days in there but yeah it was really fun to come home after COVID and then get straight into touring with this show and it's been a few years now and I'm now the dance captain of that show as well so I've um got to like pick all my friends to be in the show with me and like that kind of like all the Mulan girls that are in Australia pretty much are in this show so it's super fun to be all together again like doing it at home like the stuff that we love and yeah Feels like yeah, a family. Yeah, Michael, I was just interviewing Michael Boyd today, who's the producer of the show, guys, and the illusionist. And even uh-huh. he said that, that you kind of helped, what, a little bit of the casting as well? Yeah. You know so many people in this industry, and I think Michael really trusts my opinion and stuff as well. And a lot of my friends from Mulan are home now after COVID. So mm. it just makes us a good show if it's like really professional showgirls that have really done it in Paris. There's a couple of girls that, haven't they've done other great things like cruise ships and stuff like that too but pretty much our whole cast is actually girls that have worked in Paris which is super rare I don't think that show's ever had that many girls from Paris in it before but so much fun that's awesome and what's involved being dance captain you're not involved in any of like the choreography or anything like that are you no the show was made years and years ago so that's when they did all of that um though I will like change little things if it doesn't suit the um the format of the routine or something like that but only like minor tweaks like it's um choreographed by Todd Patrick and Matt Browning back in the day so like I love their Corey and like it's still so great so only little tweaks and little heads and things like that that make sense but pretty much I just like run rehearsals and organize everything with all the girls and make sure we have the right shoes the right this and like just kind of control all the girls costume everything and make sure everything fits everyone yeah running rehearsals making sure we're all doing the same thing at the same time and yeah drilling almost like the uh, almost like the director (laughs) 
few months. Like I'll be, when we were at one of the theatres earlier this year, can't remember where it was, but the lights just weren't doing what I wanted them to do. So I spent like 45 minutes before a show out with the lighting guys, just looking at the stage and our lighting guys are so great. They'll make everything look so, so good. The show's so well lit, but it just needed that different, different bit. So I spent so much time while the other girls were getting ready and then I had to quickly get ready myself changing the lights and it worked out so well but yeah I can see what Michael was saying now because uh when when we were chatting earlier today and he just loves you by the way he's just like she's so professional (laughs) she knows what she's doing very knowledgeable but apparently you also like things very particular like a little bit of a perfectionist in a way is that true yeah (laughs) (laughs) nothing wrong with that girl I am the same (laughs) yeah yeah Oh, I won't stop until I think it's perfect, which is a, a good quality for a dance captain to have because I'm, I'm also the dance captain at Movie World. So, yeah, I just always think things can be better if we're not all like doing the same thing at the same time. Like, And it's been really good reviews this year, actually, that um, people are saying it's the best the show has looked in years and years because all the girls look so good together and like, yeah, we're good at watching each other and making sure we're all doing the right thing. So. Oh, congratulations then. <laughs> good product. Good, yeah, good product yeah. service. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. <laughs> but that's a lot of jobs. Are you exhausted by the end of the show? You're just like, I'm ready to go yeah. home. Yeah, there's there's a number at the beginning of the show that's just, um, it's a part of Jer. So it's a boy and girl doing a lot of lift things and like partner work. And that's it's the to first like, one? Uh, Jeez. <laughs> one of the first ones, I think it's the second number I do. But it kind of sets up the show. Rhonda Birchmore talks about like some things in Paris and then she kind of introduces the rest of the show, like blah, blah, blah. And um, we come on an acoustic version of I Love Paris. It's so beautiful and it's kind of just really dimly lit and it's just me and a boy doing all this partner work. We hadn't worked out what we were doing yet for it because you kind of go along with your partner and work out what you can do together. And like that one's probably the only thing in the show that's not always the same. We just kind of work it out and put it together we hadn't done that yet and I'd been with the girls all day we'd been doing tech and that kind of thing and everyone went out for their dinner break and me and this boy had to stay back on stage and get the costume on and make sure the dress wasn't slipping with the lifts and yeah it's a lot of work that's for sure but the girls are so good they'll go get me a coffee and get me a sandwich and whatever I need so yeah dedication to your work I love it but I can see the passion (laughs) on your face it's so lovely (laughs) Keep it up. Don't lose that passion. Very, very important. (laughs) And obviously I spoke to Michael about the illusions, so I don't need to speak to you about that, but also there's some cool circus acts. And when I was looking at your like dance reel, you've done, you know, some Lyra and aerial silks and everything. So will you be doing some of those circus acts? Oh my God, my 17 year old dance reel. That's so funny. It Um, was really good by the way. I was amazed. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I used to do, I haven't done it in a while, but I used to do the Lyra um, and also the silks and stuff like that. And I was um, doing it with like another girl um, as a duo for a while. And yeah, it's always fun and like good for your strength and stuff to learn other skills. It's always so great. Maybe I'll go back into it one day, but yeah, there's a few really cool acts in our show. There's a girl that does like a really cool pole act. She's amazing. She's so strong. And like when you try to pull yourself up on those things, it's like, how do they do it? They make it look so easy. But like, that's the good part about it. Hey. Yeah. Um, And yeah, we have different acts sometimes. And like this one girl that does 
um, a Lyra hoop, which is like, a, it looks like a big lollipop stick and she spins around in this thing. It's so amazing. Wow. Uh, yeah. So you're not doing Great that. Needed. I think you'd be way too exhausted by the end of the day <laughs> to do that too. <laughs> you have to do it. Sorry. Too much. Maybe you might get into it. Who knows? <laughs> Maybe. Maybe one day. And obviously speaking to a showgirl, I have to talk about these fabulous costumes. I've always wanted to know, like with so many feathers and everything, is that annoying? Cause it also looks very heavy. Some of them can be very heavy, yeah. And then because a lot of them are like backpacks or like things that do up that then can stand up and look really big and beautiful. Sometimes you'll work out your curry and be doing arms that are supposed to be nice and big and round and beautiful. And then you put your backpack on and you can't move your arms in the same way that you practiced so then often you're just trying your best to do it like you would but you can't move the same but they're so beautiful and Michael like takes such pride in like looking after all of his costumes and he puts away all the feathers so nicely and like he'll always no matter how busy that man is and he's a busy man he'll always come to each one of us before the show and make sure our costume is perfect and zhuzhed up and like he'll be on the road in his truck bejeweling and bedazzling costumes that need like rhinestones and sparkles fixed and oh my god he's a madman and like the partner routine that I was just talking about he had to completely change the straps and like fix the sides of that costume for me before that first show a few months ago and he does it so fast he's a little seamstress he's so great see that's something he did not tell me that would have been nice to know (laughs) he's quite the seamstress he's very handy very That's good for for that sort of show for him to be like in and out. And, you know, he says he likes to not micromanage, let people be creative and do their thing. But look at him; he's in and out. Yeah. Like fix this. <laughs> yeah, he's got so many big costume boxes of like different gloves and necklaces and stuff. So we always like, what can we add? Like we're wearing all these different gloves and like sprucing up costumes as much as we can, adding pearl chokers and like that kind of thing as much yeah. as we can so yeah and it seems to be like some wizard like headpieces as well because that means then all your hair's like back isn't it and gelled and up, yeah. up nice and high how do you like make sure you're not getting a headache by the end of the day <laughs> oh you do sometimes you do that's for sure and they're also different some of them will like stick in different because like maybe one girl's bent it in a little bit to fit her head and stuff like that but Sometimes you'll do your bun in the position that you think it should be. Then you put your headpiece on and it should have been slightly different because it's falling forward or you have to quickly rearrange your hair or something like that. But yeah, there's some beautiful headdresses in this show, but they're all like steel and diamonded. So they're all just stuck in your head and they have to stay so tight because you're turning really fast and doing all these things. And then they add a big feather in the top of it. So you have to stay like, upright and very still while you're turning and kicking your legs super high and all that kind of stuff so there is yeah. a lot involved <laughs> and and mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just like how is that not hurting your neck as you go to the side and back and forth sometimes it does I think I did one show once one of those times where you wake up and you put your neck out like just from sleeping you're like, how am I going to get through this and we're just rubbing deep heat everywhere and trying our best to <laughs> Do what we can, you know, but good warm ups, that's for sure. And like deep heat down our hamstrings to make sure they're nice and warm. And it's hard in winter. It's an yeah. extra challenge, <laughs> not just naturally warm. 
And plus, when you're not wearing much either in winter, you must be freaking freezing when you first start. Yes. <laughs> like, well, let's get out there. Time, yeah. One time with the Moulin Rouge in Paris. So it was the Eiffel Tower's 130th anniversary. And with the Moulin Rouge, we performed on a stage under the Eiffel Tower. It was the coolest gig I've ever done, I think. But it was the middle of winter in France. And we're wearing bras and G-strings that are made of steel. And so they put them on you. I used to call it the boob cage because they put them on you and they're frozen. And then you just have to walk out there and somehow kick your leg to your face with your body frozen and I think that's the coldest I've ever been in my life and I was just standing there in this steel boob cage like <laughs> oh my god did you get sick after that I don't know maybe yeah but they, they were so good they wrap us up in these big blankets until we need to go on stage and then rip it off and go on you just sometimes you our way through the routine <laughs> yeah. Yeah. oh my god extra maybe yeah respect respect yeah. i'm bowing to you ladies what you do is incredible and <laughs> as i said i've always wanted to interview a girl from you know any any show girl that has to do this sort of thing because and i really wanted to ask and it's something i always think about is it something that we all all of us women struggle with which is you know self-esteem and body confidence especially for you ladies you're going out nearly naked sometimes you know well, you know, there's some shows that you do. So, and to exude that confidence on stage, which is so amazing to see, but how have you tried to get comfortable with that over the time? Because you did start really young as well when you're trying to figure out whether you like your body. And, and wow. you know, how do you walk out there with the confidence going, yeah, this is, this is how I'm made. Enjoy the body. <laughs> yeah. Oh. I do have that a lot of the time, but there's some days that that is the absolute last thing you want to do. Like yeah. when you're on girl week and like you just, you know, you just feel like two sizes bigger than you usually are when you're not. But you know, when you feel like that and then you have to put a G string on that's white and that's this and that, and you just feel so gross and you've just had a big dinner and you're bloated. It's so hard sometimes, but make it work and you do your little exercises before the show and like most of the time we're covered in makeup like you probably it's not even just a fake tan it's like proper like body makeup that makes you feel that little bit better under the stage lights because things just get picked up so much more than they really should but um yeah we try to make everything look nice and airbrushed but yeah just keeping fit we all keep so fit because this is our job so we're not just doing it when we're doing it I'm doing it all the time I wake up at 5 30 and go to Pilates and do this and do that like but that's all for the job like mm. also my lifestyle because I love it but it's all for the job and yeah eating healthy and being healthy <laughs> yeah and I know this is a funny question do you just walk around the house naked just to get used to that feeling of bareness <laughs> oh my god no, it's probably the opposite, actually. It's like, I don't know. I remember that the first time I did do topless at Mulan, when you do that for the first time, you're actually doing a whole different show, like a whole different show, different Corey, different everything. And like you're covered in body makeup. And I remember not even thinking about it because I was just thinking about the show I was doing and then yeah, catching myself up. in the mirror at one point. Yeah, I caught myself in the mirror and was like, oh. <laughs> 
I'm just listening to this. But when um, it's, I think it's a lot different than people think being topless in these kinds of shows, like especially like Cabaret de Paris and the Moulin Rouge, like they do it so, so well. You're never just topless with nothing else on. You've got beads down the front of you that you can only just kind of sneak peek things mm. and you're wearing the biggest backpack and this big hat and this big everything and like you're doing beautiful classy dancing like people think of it the wrong way but like Mulan works so hard to like do it so nicely and they really do so you just feel so beautiful and oh, that's you don't nice yeah, and I'm yeah. sure the makeup kind of helps it as well because you kind of feel like you got mm -hmm. something else on. Yeah, and the costume is so flattering too. You'll be wearing this beautiful necklace and something that comes like nice and under and on your arms and like it just feels so nice, yeah. That's good. I'm glad that it doesn't feel awkward because I'm like people are paying to just oh. see you and you're getting paid to do this, but, you know, if, if we're just using you for your body... <laughs> That do, that doesn't okay. sound it's so empowering. It's oh, so good. empowering to stand up there like that. It's great. I love it. Oh, and that must that definitely must help over time. Even your confidence with your own body, right? Oh yeah, I think dance is a, a different league of their own because we're so used to that kind of stuff. Like you'll be around your own friends just getting changed, and you won't even think about it. Like. <laughs> Yeah, instead it's of like, like comparing fun. yourself to other women and going, oh my God, you know, she's skinnier than me or she has less cellulite than me, things like that. Cellulite is unavoidable. I think the skittiest I've ever been, it's still there. That's, yeah. It's not a thing you can ever change. And that's just, that's just how it is. That's <laughs> just being a woman, right? <laughs> well, respect for you, ladies. You keep up the amazing job. I cannot wait to see Cabaret de Paris again. I saw it before Rhonda was in it. In yes. Oh, you did, yeah. Yeah, I think I'm, uh -huh. I'm on the third. I think that's the day I got the ticket. So I'll have to come and say hi. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. We do a little photo session with Rhonda Birchmore after, so you'll have to come and get a little picture. Yes, I love Rhonda. We're good friends. She's in my she's in my book behind me. Um, oh, yeah. I've already so interviewed her a few times, so I'm just like, now to interview other people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she's great. I love working with Rhonda. And seriously, at her age, that's what every single woman wants to look like, right? We're just like, oh, bow down uh -huh. to you, you queen. Love her. Have you always wanted to learn how to dance? Always say you're going to do it, maybe even make it a New Year's resolution, but never do? Well, this is your time. Hills Latin Dancing teaches salsa, bachata, and merengue classes for all ages and fitness levels. No partner or previous dance experience is required. We also offer wedding dances and also a seated dance class for the elderly and those with mobility challenges. Come join us for some fun. Visit our website, hillslatindancing.com.au for more information and to book your class now. This show is brought to you by Vegas Nights, specializing in all of your party needs. They have photo booths, poker tables, and decorations for heaps of different party themes. Visit their website now at vegasnights.com.au or give them a call on 1300 135 394. Vegas Nights, you can't lose. Well, I know I've already taken up a lot of your time today, Courtney, but to finish off, would you like to play a little bit of a game and you can verse Michael Boyd? 
okay sure yeah. i'd love to so he played it earlier today it's a legendary game here on rave it up it's called the two minute hot seat so it only takes two minutes and i ask you various questions you just have to pick your preference so it's like dogs or cats okay. or singing or dancing and you have to answer as many uh-huh. questions in two minutes as possible mm-hmm. and then okay when we finish i'll see where you sit on the leaderboard up against everyone else but Obviously, our goal here is to beat Michael. He answered 46 questions today. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> Your face, you're like, oh, my, seriously? I got to beat that. Oh. I mean, he did, he's, he did he's stop and think about a few uh, questions. So maybe okay. just rapid fire, Courtney, and you might beat him. <laughs> okay, okay. All right. I'm just going to change the view on the camera so I can see us both and get my stopwatch out. All right. Are you ready, Courtney? And he's sitting number 14 on the Rave It Up leaderboard. So there's even people above him. I think the top 60 for Zoom Rave It Up leaderboard. Yeah, Zoom is number one. 63 is the top of the Zoom Rave It Up leaderboard. So I'll give you two minutes 15 because there's always a little bit of delay over Zoom. So Uh are you ready? All right, here we go. Three, two, one. Instagram or YouTube? Instagram. Pop or country music? Pop. Book or clean? Clean. Beach or pool? Beach. Comedy or action? Comedy. Blondes or brunettes? Brunettes. Sweet or salty? Sweet. Book or e-reader? E-reader. Home cooking or dining out? Dining out. Bottomless bowl or bottomless drink? Bottomless drinks. Singing or dancing? Dancing. Dogs or cats? Dogs. Italian or Chinese food? Italian. Summer or winter? Summer. Jennifer Lopez or Scarlett Johansson? Scarlett Johansson. Johnny Depp or Will Smith? Johnny Depp. Shop in-store or online? In-store. Cinema or home movie? Cinema. Ice cream or gelato? Ah, uh, gelato. Cake or cookies? Cookies. Coffee or tea? Coffee. Christmas or your birthday? Christmas. Night or day? Uh, day. Bus or train? Train. Talk to the dead or see the future? Ooh, talk to the dead. Early bird or night owl? Really bad. Eye color blue or brown? Brown. Driver or passenger? Passenger princess. Texting or calling? Calling. Sydney or Melbourne? Melbourne. Friday or Saturday? Friday. TV or movies? Movies. Movies or books? Movies. Fiction or non-fiction books? Non-fiction. Snow or surf? Surf. Freeze time or time travel? Ooh, freeze time. Burger or pizza? Pizza. Tomato sauce or barbecue sauce? Tomato. Wine or spirits? Wine. And we're out of time. (laughs) Do you think you beat Michael? I don't know. (laughs) Well, he answered, what did I say? 46 questions? You've answered uh-huh. 39. So it was just a little, little oh. bit. 
<laughs> How are these faster? I don't know. I think I we do have a bit of a delay. Fast. We do have a bit of a delay in the interview, so I don't know whether that would have contributed. <laughs> Maybe. I'm going to put it down to that. Yep. Still, everyone learnt more about you as well. So oh. let me look at the whole Rave It Up leaderboard. You're sitting... 21. How's that sound? That's pretty good. 176 people have played this, so that makes you feel a bit better. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I've been doing it for like 13 years, Courtney, so there's a lot of people. <laughs> That's a long time. And you might expect maybe a text message from Michael later on today because he said, I'm going to be texting Courtney and seeing how she went. He's going to hold that against me. Hey, hey, yeah, exactly. He probably will, but that's all right. Maybe we'll do one in person, then there's no delay, then it's all down to who answers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's about a quick change. That's me. I win that competition. Quick change, exactly. That's what matters in the long run. The quick uh, changing yeah. because you need it for the shows. <laughs> uh -huh. I'm very known to be good at quick changes. So. That's amazing. Um, I cannot believe some, some of the quick changes some women do for shows. It's incredible. We did some really quick ones with Rhonda in the show as well. Yeah, I interviewed one lady that did um, uh, Jersey Boys musical and she literally had to do a dress change in like five seconds. And I'm like, what? Oh my goodness. Five seconds. That's yep. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure that's a world record, I think. Well, we are unfortunately getting to the end of the interview now, Courtney. It's been a lot of fun. But as a closing statement, and was probably the most important question here on Rave It Up, a little bit more serious now, knowing what you know now, what would you tell your 14-year-old self? Oh, that's a hard one. <laughs> about <laughs> career or about life? <laughs> Both. <laughs> no, I think just be you. Because I think I spent a lot of time when I was younger, just like, I don't know, not being like fully myself and just saying things because I thought that was like what other people would like and stuff like that. I learned very quickly, probably like early 20s to just like, oh no, like just, just say what I want to say. But yeah, just instead do of what you want to do. Yeah, instead of comparing yourself to other people and trying to be like them, right? It's what we always yeah. do in high school. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm like, why did I say that? <laughs> I didn't like that. <laughs> hey, it's good advice for our young listeners too, so thank you. <laughs> and if mm -hmm. our um, audience want to contact you or find out what you're up to in the future, where should we go follow you? Um, I'm on Instagram as Courtney Cassiselli. Um, we might be able to link it somewhere, but yeah. yeah, yeah. I'll link it down below. <laughs> <laughs> of course, uh, cabaretdepatty.com.au for the tickets, 3rd and 4th of November, to go see the beautiful Courtney on stage. We cannot wait. Please. Yes, please, and I'll, please. I'll come say hi at the end of the show. <laughs> Is there anything we that you wanted to tell us about that's coming up even in the future for you? What's even after Cabaret de Paris or before? I'm not sure. Come and see me at Movie World. I mean... Not me, exactly, but... Harley Quinn or Super, uh, Superwoman exactly. and <laughs> Catwoman, Lots I mean. Stuff with that. Lots of stuff with that. I think we're going to Adelaide with Cabaret as well. Yep. But yeah, I'm not too sure what's in my future, but something Cabaret crazy. carries the tunnel vision right now. I love that. And I did um, see, um, yeah. even on your TikTok, I saw your engagement ring. When's, when's the wedding? <laughs> yes. Me um, too. Yeah, my partner's... <laughs> 
Oh, congratulations. We're so similar, you and I. Um, we're actually having an engagement party at the end of this month because he's he's in stunts, so he's in film and he understands wow. my world very nicely. He's a stuntman. He's worked with James Gunn and all those crazy people, but, yeah, and some big films, but he's going to China for six months at the beginning of September. So we're rushing an engagement party out and before he goes, and then it'll just be me and my little doggy by ourselves for a while. So sad times, but that's what the industry is. And he's so good at what he does. So what I'm a happy great for him job. to go. Yeah, yes. I'll have to interview Very him cool. then. Yeah. That sounds like an interesting interview. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's, he's got so many cool stories and so many cool things he's done. But, yeah, I love knowing all about that stuff. Gosh, as his fiance, like, how are you not like freaked out every time he goes to work? Please come back in one piece. (laughs) I know, I know. Don't be on fire and fall out of a building. And I mean, that's what he does. So (laughs) (laughs) that's what he signed up for. (laughs) Yeah. Have you got a wedding date yet or is it still up in the air? Not yet. We're just doing this to start off with. Have you? Yes, March next year. Sorry, seven months. Soon. That's very soon. Yeah, pretty exciting. Much, yeah. Uh, yeah. Got a case in January, so that gave us about thirteen. Sure. Yeah, so yeah. Uh-huh. Nice. <laughs> well, That's good cool. luck with all the wedding planning and try to have fun with it. I've had fun with it. I'm a perfectionist, just like you. So I'm just like, I'm very organized too. I'm like, most of the stuff was organized uh-huh. within two months. <laughs> like I've got it. Don't worry, babe. I got it. I've already know exactly what I want. He doesn't even care. He's so <laughs> chill. He's like, just tell me where to be. And I'll be there. He's like, I'll get a haircut that morning and then I'll see you then. But... Yeah, exactly. That's all I care about. Just look good. And I still get my dream fairy tale wedding. I'm not trying to sound selfish, audience. All right. That's just, he even said that. Have it the way you want. <laughs> Hopefully, you got that sort of guy too. Yes, absolutely. He's yeah. Well, good luck with everything in your future and let's keep in contact. Um, you're welcome Thank on the you show anytime. Me. You're welcome. Thank you. Consider it your second half. Anything else you want to chat about? <laughs> just one big girl chat about it. Hey, <laughs> I love that. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening. If you want to be the first to get every new episode, remember to subscribe to this podcast for free. Check out all the videos to our interviews on our YouTube channel at Rave It Up TV and visit our website, raveituptv.com. Now, before I leave you today, I just want you to remember that you can have the life you have always dreamt about. The only thing stopping you is you. So go out there and get it. Oh, 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 oh,